Hello, Difficult Women Plus. So what you're about to hear is a conversation I had on the phone with my friend Sabim. Sabim and I met in an acting course a couple years ago, and I asked her to do this interview. She very kindly accepted. I want to reiterate, as you'll hear me state very clearly and loudly, uh, that this is not a what should I do, how can I help type of audio for white people. This is plain and simply to hear a young black woman living in America and how she's feeling with everything that is going on. Thank you for listening. Hi. Hi. Um, You know, I would normally be uh, a lot more excited to hear my friend's voice, Um, (laughs) but lately I've been, you know, having a, a hard time being chipper about about anything. Um, yeah. So um, first, I just want to clear up for, for the listeners um, that this is a call that I asked Sabine to take upon herself, and, and she agreed. Um, this is not a what-to-do call. This is not a what-can-I-do conversation because it is not the responsibility of black people to educate white people on what to do. It just is not. We have plenty of resources. We have had plenty of time. There is no excuse for that. So I want to be really clear that that's what I'm trying to do. The other thing that is really important to me is, and somebody pointed this out to me, is to not be uh, triggering is to not be triggering unnecessarily. Um, so I just want to put that out there. Um, yeah. But I, I will think, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good right now. I feel like um, I, uh, I had COVID. So I was like super, super sick for like almost two, two months and, and then as soon as I started to feel better, all this insanity started, like, not that it started, but sort of, like, uh, just being inundated with it. Right. And I have nowhere to go. So it almost feels like you, I can't escape it. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, we having, we're having sort of, like, a sh- this shared moment of just, like, n- not being able to find happy, mm-hmm. um, not being able, able to find even a, a some semblance of uh, solace. It, it, it just, it's a very, like, very, very interesting time um, in this country. It's very, very interesting. Um, I, I also want to point out something you just said, that um, you said, oh, all this crazy stuff started to happen, and then you corrected yourself. I I, I think it's really important that this, this isn't um, – I saw a quote from Will Smith that was like, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. This is Absolutely. The, these events, you know, I, I wrote an uh, an opening to talk to you, and I, I wrote, you know, oh, you know, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, and then I crossed it out and said, this is not a couple of weeks thing. This yeah. is not a couple of weeks thing at all. Um, yeah. So um, I asked you, how are you? I want to ask you, how is your family, whether that be made family, intermediate family, but how how is your um, community? I, it's been, it's been difficult it's been really difficult I think I think what's been hard is that um much like that quote 
uh, it's not that it's it's happening more. It's just that you're seeing it. But seeing it is really difficult. It's difficult to see someone that looks like you that could be in your family and, and like, seeing these, like, it's, it's like slaughter. I, I, I can't, there's no other way to say it because any other way sounds humane. Right. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. murder, it sounds horrible, but even that sounds more humane than what I'm witnessing. Right. And and how how readily available these images are for us to consume, it sort of feels like, um, on one hand, it's good that we're seeing it because it, it needs, it's putting like a mirror to America's face to be like, this is what's happening, right? right. But it also feels like a desensitizing thing. It's like the more you see it, then the less likely you'll be shocked by it. Because I can't, I don't imagine, and I've never seen it, and maybe I'm wrong and someone can can tell me, I've never seen white men killed like this. Right. And certainly not for it to be on every feed. Um, certainly not to be consumed by the masses. I've never seen it. No, I haven't Someone either. can correct me. Someone nope. can correct me if, if they have seen it, but I've never seen it. And I think that the reason why is because it would be upsetting. It would be off-putting. It would be too much. And I feel like when I see this and I see I see video of this person crying out, and this isn't the first video that I've, that I've witnessed a person of color, particularly black men, dying and screaming out for help and no one doing anything. Um, but it's just it just feels, I don't know, it feels like not real. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think... And I think that it's purposeful. I hate to be that person to have these conspiracy theories, but I feel like it's purposeful. I feel like it's like, look, if you continue to see this on every feed, then you'll be less likely to be upset. If you're less likely to be upset, then you're less likely to to come together and decide that this is enough. Right. Decide Um, that this is, we just can't. This just can't be. I want to talk about um, what you're talking about, like, uh, I guess some, some people call it, um, like, trigger porn or, like, you know, my uh, mm-hmm. porn, sort of, um, mm-hmm. and the idea of, like, um, obviously, um, and again, I'm, I'm really hesitant to even say these things, but there's obviously been an image going around, sometimes it's illustrated, sometimes it's the actual image of this police officer um, with his knee, um, Sam mm-hmm. Snack, I I I will cop to the fact that I actually originally um, reposted it from a friend, and I took it down because another friend of mine, uh, my friend Mona, she posted something saying, "Well, what if I what if I could tell you that you could fight this without posting really triggering violent um, images?" And immediately that made sense to me. What I will say, and 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 I need some help with this, is that. I have a lot of followers who are um, from my hometown. I grew up in a very small town, but I, I went to a high school that was predominantly white, um, and there were a lot of racist people there. And for me, some of those women that I went to high school with are now married to some of those men who were mm-hmm. absolutely um, terrible in high school, and I recognize that. Um, and they have babies, and they have kids. And so I thought maybe if I could if I could 
show you what's really happening, you know, in the same way that a white woman might see uh, a video about animals being, you know what I mean, being mm-hmm. hurt and would be so yeah. sympathetic. And like you said, if they were to see a white a white boy or a white man um, with that kind of violence inflicted upon them, would they react? So I think that thinking of a couple people in particular that I know follow me, um, I, re- I think that's what my goal was. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what my goal is kind of with everything that I post because I really want to nail it in, you know, because a, a lot of yeah. my friends, followers from high school will comment on a selfie I post or will comment on a silly thing, but they won't comment when I post those things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's twofold for me. Um, I get the reason to show it because you do need to sort of jolt the system, right? Mm-hmm. It's just hard because this person has family. This person has a whole entire community of people that this, that feel what they feel for them, for him deeply, much more deeply than even I would, right? Because they know him. This is yeah. like this person, you know? And so I, I think of them and I think at his, most vulnerable place of like begging this person to to let him breathe essentially asking for life begging for life right and mm-hmm. and it's being consumed and there's people who are looking at it in disgust maybe some who are looking at it indifferently maybe some who are looking at it and happy that it happened that way so i i i don't know in the same way that i i i just I've never seen anyone hurt, uh, like directly in front of me. So to see that it's it is it's it's jarring, yeah. and it is triggering. But but I also think it need, maybe it needs to be uh, maybe it needs to be triggering. Maybe we have to have it be this way because anything else. To... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, keep going. I mean, anything else hasn't worked. I thought maybe close friends, like if I wanted to post something that I felt might be too triggering for uh, my my black friends to see, I could put it on like a specific close friend so that only those people who I know aren't paying attention might see that, oh, you know, she has me on close friends and then they can see those images, if that no, makes sense. No, but I think what you I think what you're doing is is the right thing. I don't I don't think I think <clears throat> what you're doing is the right thing. I think tailoring it to particular people instead of having it be like open for all, mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that this person has died. It doesn't negate the fact that they died in this way. Yeah. It's going to be triggering because it's a triggering event. I don't know that not showing it, not showing the video or a picture or whatever is going to change what, how people feel, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. how if it, it, it's going to trigger me whether you put it up there or not. Knowing that this happened, knowing that it exists, triggers me. I think that so if you're um, an ally, if you're an ally and you're putting this video up and you're putting this this up, these pictures up or these things up because you're trying to get people to get it, mm-hmm. then I think me being triggered is is just a byproduct of something better, hopefully, of a, of a, 
of you trying to do something right for the betterment as opposed to just being salacious and oh. and um sort of like poking the bear kind of a thing and mm-hmm. i don't feel that that's what you're doing i really um have found i notice a lot more than ever well a couple things first i want to say that um this quarantine i've been smoking a lot of weed and i've been drinking um i think mm-hmm. a lot of other people have been leaning on their vices but um on Saturday, I realized that I was really suppressing a lot of my emotions that way. And so I've mm-hmm. been, um, you know, I, my voice sounds shaky right now. So I've been, you know, sober or whatever. Not that it was a problem for me, but, like, I've been sober. And everything has just been hitting me so much harder. And I just feel, like I said to you before, I, I just feel like I can't I can't embrace the happy. And I, I live in a house right now. Um, where um, I, I don't want to get too specific about my family, but there's two white women, I'm one of them, and two black men here, and we're all family. Um, and um, the other white woman here is a um, is in her late 60s. And yesterday when I was talking to her, I said, um, you know, I feel really weird about doing game night with my friends, you know, tonight because mm-hmm. I think that, like, you know, what the fuck, like, I, I'm supposed to just go and be on game night, like, yeah, why, and um, I told you that I was fighting with my family, uh, this is what the fight was about, is that she turned to me and said, well, yeah, but you still have to go on living, and I know what she meant by it, um, mm-hmm. I'm not speaking to her right now, um, but I know what she meant by it, but it was the way she said it, and my response was just like, well, what about the people who cannot go on living, what about the people who, uh, this is, this is a halter for them. This halts, you know, yeah. um, emotionally. Yeah. And I also want to just say that the silence in my white friends is really quite astonishing. I've unfollowed uh, a lot of people. Today I was listening to a podcast of somebody who I really like, actually, and I was waiting for their podcast to come out, thinking that they're going to talk something about this. It's a white person. Nothing. They're nothing in their whole entire podcast. I mean, I ended up turning yeah. it off, but... I kind of scrolled through to see if there was any moment where I heard something come up, but um, yeah. yeah, I just want to say that that is really appalling and it, it's not going yeah. unnoticed by a lot of people, not just, yeah. not just people of color. It's, I, I really see it. Um, and it's sad. I, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I hear you and I hear how disappointed you are and it's, it's, um, I don't have the same disappointment because I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm used to I'm used to um some of my white friends not saying anything mm-hmm. when these things happen. I'm used to it. And so um I'm not disappointed. Um I just think that there's so many um so many factors. There's one, it doesn't concern me, right? Then there's, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know how I even broach the subject because it just sounds so difficult, which is understandable, but it's cowardly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Um. And then there's just the people who just are sort of like oblivious to anything outside of themselves. 
And so I, I've come to this really interesting place in my life where I'm not looking for any person to validate or confirm something because I know that um, I'll be disappointed and I don't need that disappointment. There's enough disappointment. There's enough disappointment in my government. There's enough disappointment in people that are supposed to care about certain issues. There's, There's just enough. And if I allow every disappointment with regard to race in this country, like, affect me I won't leave my house right right I I mean I wouldn't leave my house I I would be like stunted as a person and so um I just feel like black people are just so resilient we're resilient despite what's happening to us and it's um it's unfortunate that we've had to, to develop those tools it's unfortunate but we have them and we continue because we don't have a choice. We have to. Um, but I do think that um, what I'm seeing right now is holding people accountable for what they say and what they don't say. Right. I think it's I think it's important to do that. I need for the people that don't say anything. Like you can share in my my music, you can share in my culture, but when the moment comes for you to step up. You're nowhere to be found. Right. There's a comedian. His name is um, Paul Mooney. Um, he talks a lot about race, and he says every one of the jokes that he always says is everybody wants to be a nigger, but nobody wants to be a nigger. And that's what I think of whenever I think of these people who enjoy in my culture, enjoy in my vernacular, enjoy in my in my entertainment. Um, but when Starts happening, they have nothing to say. You know, huh? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I meant to say that that's a short list of uh, the the things that white people try to share with black culture. That that was a short list that you gave because Mm -hmm. it goes. Oh, um, oh yeah. (laughs) Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but you know what I'm saying. So like everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. I get it. It's difficult. But why don't you try being me 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And then you know what difficult is. I want to close out. Having your intelligence questions because you're black. Like, so many things. But, yeah. I I just want to say this. First of all, I would love to talk to you um, as a friend and not on on such a serious matter at another time. But I want to keep this conversation short because I want to just – be respectful of your time and your energy and talking about this because I know how much it takes. But one last thing I just want to say is um, you talked about, um, you said, I understand feeling not able to approach this situation. However, that is cowardly. I want to express that the beam of being generous, that cowardice is malicious. That cowardice, that ignorance, is racist it is violent it is malicious so Mm -hmm. it may be so that you do feel that way a valid feeling i don't know where to start but not starting is 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 evil is wrong it's it's um yeah no well you're part of the problem (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you know, if you know better, if you know that something is wrong, I get how difficult it might be to say something. But the onus is on you to say it because I can say it as much as I want. But if you, white person, white friend, white ally, if you don't agree, if you don't say that this is a problem, then you are the problem. Because not saying anything makes you complicit. Not denouncing it makes you complicit. Yep. You don't get to sit at home and feel good about yourself and say, well, at least I'm not like them. But you didn't say anything. You didn't denounce it. You didn't say that this is wrong. So when you don't say that, then you are culpable. You are complicit. And you don't uh, get to sit at home and feel good about yourself. You don't. I'll finish off like with if you one. See a child, if you see a child being harmed and you don't say anything, you're a fucking horrible human being. Exactly. Exactly. The same fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> it's the same principle. Yep. Um, I want to finish with this last quote. Um, I read this on my friend, my friend's page. Um, this is from, this is actually a race educator. I guess she's a white woman, Jane Elliott. She says to an auditorium full of people, I want every white person in this room who could be happy to be treated as a society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. Unsurprisingly, no one moves. She pauses. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. More marked silence and lack of movement. She continues, nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. And on that, um, I want to say, Sabima, I love you. And I care about you, and I'm really grateful um, for you taking this time to even talk to me. And um, I'm sorry that it was not the most fun, friendly, great, yay call, but um, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, and yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. And I'm and actually the reason why I wanted to to, to do this, and just so we are very, very, very clear, you were so um, sweet. And was just like, look, I know this might be triggering, and if it is, then I, you know, I, of course I would respect, you know, not doing this interview. But the reason why I wanted to do it is because it takes people like yourself. Like, I consider you an ally. I know that you're an ally because I've seen you talk the talk. I've seen you talk the talk personally, and I've also seen you talk the talk personally on your on your platform, which is which is difficult because it's open to everybody and it's open to everybody's interpretation and they, and people are merciless. Like, let's not get crazy. Like, people are nuts and people will say the most horrible things and we're human beings and we get affected by these things all the time. So when you use your personal platform to, to talk about injustices and you make it your business, of course, I'm going to want to be a part of that because is it triggering? Yes. But do I think that my feeling a bit uneasy is better so that maybe someone can get an understanding that maybe didn't. I'm, I'm not here to, to teach or, um, or to speak on behalf of all of black people. Like we're not a monolith. I certainly can't do that. However, if you can see that, that there's a person behind these headlines, that there's a person behind these things that are just happening, perhaps you would see it. They could see it differently. Perhaps, that person that lives in that home with that person that may be racist or may 
or maybe in a position of power and racist. Maybe they could have some influence, right? Because that's what, that's what all of this is for, is to, to influence people, to think better and to be better. So if I can help in that, for sure, I'm going to be a part of it. And, and if it's for you, uh, absolutely. I think you're a, a great girl. And, and I'm also like, you know, I, I, you know I, I love your podcast and I love the fact that you have different types of people <clears throat> on, on your podcast. So, of course, I would be a part of it. I would be a part of it all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, for sure. Oh. But I do think that this is important to have, to have these types of conversations, these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, they're uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to talk about people being killed in the streets. It's not comfortable. It shouldn't be. Right. Shouldn't the moment be. that it gets comfortable, it's a problem. We are we are past the point of of fixing it. We're we're now in another realm. We should be uncomfortable with this. It should be uncomfortable for anyone to see this, but particularly people who maybe didn't get a grasp on what it means to be a black person in this country, you should be fucking uncomfortable. You should be so uncomfortable that you, that it should change who you are. It should make you want to say something. It should make you want to like scream it from the rooftops that this is wrong. You should feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like uncomfortability. That's a good feeling for this. What's happening right now. You should feel that. Yep. I agree. So. Well, Sabim, I will keep walking, talking to talk, and I will walk and walk harder. I, 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 I am not at all a, a perfect human being, and I want to strive even harder to, um, to be a, a, a better ally all the time. Um, I'm very emotional today. And I appreciate uh, it, darling. Sabim, I will talk I to you soon, and I will text you after this. And just so you know, I will um, intro- I introduce you in my um, opening segment, just so you know. It'll be pre-recorded separately. Okay, I love you and have a great, great day. I love you too, Mama. Thank you, you too, babe. Bye.